0: In your ear. Podcast Network. Hi Anytime, I'm, Mike. Mike,
1: hi hi, hi. hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm
0: Josh. I'm Dave. And I'm Dave Ode. <laughs> and this is...
1: That's Does a Halloween? we are. Now?
2: Does it Now? All right. Spooky guitars. (laughs) Spooky guitars. I'll just throw those in and also still have Solo um, say it so you know what it is. Um, uh, Hi, this is Does It Suck Now? And um, we haven't been on in a while because reasons. Anyway, we're still doing our summer series because it's uh, (laughs) October. (laughs) And we're doing great. Baseball's in the playoffs. But we're on our second movie of our four-part summer series. The first one... Where we all pick our own movie and then um, uh, give it up to the rest of the crew. The first one was, I already forgot, it's been so long. Oh, it was Dick. Dick. Yeah. Mike picked Dick. Dick and we, yeah. we did Dick. And then um, Dave, uh, we got double Gugino hits here with uh, oh. Oh. Dave picked his movie. So that's what we just did. And it actually kind of works because it's spooky season and it's a spooky movie. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Everything works out for a reason.
2: Tell us about it, Dave.
0: Well, we picked 2001. You picked, wait, you, you picked, picked it. I solo
2: picked. choice. That's that's part of the deal.
0: I picked correct. <laughs> uh, the Devil's Backbone, two thousand one. It came out uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, um, one of the reasons I picked this movie was it was the first. Uh, it was the first movie I had ever seen of Guillermo del Toro's, and I watched it at your guy's place uh, when you all live together and I was blown away by it. It totally, you know, when I first watched it, I thought it was going to be like, like cinema paradiso. It was going to have this like small, but like poignant movie. And it just took me in all different directions and like had four different storylines that were kind of all meeting and really just surprised me. But I think now if you go back and you watch, if, if you know, Guillermo del Toro's work, it's kinda of like seeing El Mariace and then seeing uh Desperado. Like, you know, he got money, he made Pan, you know, Pan's Labyrinth. You know, he mm-hmm. you you see the style now, you understand that he combines fantasy and realism. But uh I or still like
2: realism realism. Dave, what's magic your realism, comment? yeah. I wanna know Dave. As it's known. Starting with Dave, what's your favorite Guillermo del Toro movie? Because this is the first of his movies we've done, funny enough.
0: Oh, that's a,
2: such a hard one. Everybody movie. else think too. Think your favorite. I haven't seen all of his movies, but I have a favorite of the like. I have. Five you I've know
0: seen. what? One of my favorites, I have to say, I, it's a toss up between honestly, like Devil's Backbone and probably Hellboy 2. Okay. The second Hellboy I thought was amazing.
3: Didn't he do the second yeah. Hellboy though?
0: Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. Yeah. He didn't he actually the remake, but he did too with Ron Perlman. Oh, he did. Yeah, they he had, too had too, a different like director it. for the first one, I think. And he He did both. Yeah,
2: yeah, he did the first two, and then the one they made with the, the guy from uh, Stranger Things was a different director. Yeah. Um Solo. What's your favorite Guillermo movie?
1: Who? Me? Who are you asking?
2: Solo. Sorry, I oh, I said me?
1: It. Solo. Yeah.
3: No, I. Um, Pan's Labyrinth is mine, just because it's. I think it's the best. Didn't
1: Mike? Um Yeah, I, it's this one. One hundred percent. This is my introduction to him, oh. and I think like he. I think he. Uh, to me and all of his other movies, he does this thing in a lesser ways, or you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, what were like, you we gonna say, like, Solo? Sorry, I'm now I'm interrupting everybody. No, what no, I I, thought I interrupted Mike the, I to was get back going... to it for interrupting Solo. Now interrupting everybody. <laughs> wait, what were you gonna say, J
0: Bone? <laughs> wait, Mike, no, was... what were you gonna say?
2: What? No, wait, wait. wait, wait,
3: no, wait, <laughs> you were gonna say something.
2: Oh. Uh... No, no, no. I was I, I thought I was trying to move the, I was no trying way. to direct the conversation, but I cut solo off and then Mike made a point and then I thought he was done. So I tried to swing it back yes. to solo, but then Mike wasn't done yet. And I
3: all right, we, okay. I think you just really want to say what your favorite Guillermo del Toro movie is. I'm I not, think we all know what it is,
2: too. It's Pacific Rim, but I'm not going to rant about it. it oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> right. right. Pacific Rim is one of the five greatest movies ever made, and you will never ever convince me otherwise. Period. Um, I, I
0: would say Pacific Rim is still in one of my like top yeah. top like ten of all time, maybe top five. I saw
2: it three times in the theater, theater as a grown man. <laughs>
0: <Three> <laughs> I, I
2: times. think it's twice I in one it's, weekend. It's,
1: I think it's almost as good as Atlantic Rim starring Tretch from Naughty by Nature. <laughs>
2: Which is better than the second Pacific Rim, though. I
0: will say that yes. Atlantic Rim is much better. Um, I mean, there have to so, be so many porns made off of that title. So, oh you know, hells, that's
3: immediately I, where I'm I'm thinking. That's fine. That's where your mind went. I'm immediately like, wait, is there an really Atlantic it? Rim?
2: Oh, uh, we have to pause. Baby mama's in the house. How you Bye. doing?
0: Special hey. guest bar, So, brown, brown, brown. Right. You have to put the headphones over here, though. Oh, it's
1: gotten very professional in
0: here. Oh, we're so professional. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've always had you. this set up, by the way. You had headphones. Solo's out, out of the, the basement.
1: basement. <laughs> and that's...
2: Well, in, you know, I'm still months. in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I still live in the basement. I have nothing to say about this movie. I didn't actually think it was... You have something to say? Here, go ahead. I'm get nothing, closer
3: to the mic. I have closer. nothing to say about this movie. Oh, okay. I, no.
1: <laughs> I didn't really think it was very good to watch it again, honestly. Well,
0: that's something to say. That's that's what we're trying to find out. Does it suck? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know if it sucked. I just thought it was sort of a I don't know, just sort of meh. Yeah, fair point. Anyway, fair. that's that's all I have to say about Thank that. Thank you, Sarah. How and are good you luck for another Gagino into this world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe this one will have maybe this one won't be you're maybe not a different last
4: name. Oh, okay. I like that. It.
1: <laughs> revealing it on the pot. <laughs> <Ooh>. interesting. <laughs> Go
2: for it hey. But We're... there's still good Geno blood in there, no matter what you call it. Exactly. The, you can't the get the Gaba Ghoul
0: right? out of the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> it smells like hoagie.
1: We're actually gonna yeah. name this kid Santi. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: yeah.
1: Santee? Yeah, Santee. Santee. we did like that name. Santine is a pretty good name. Justin
3: <laughs> So most, thank, most you thank you, it's, it's thank funny, you. It's funny,
2: Dave. I remember so I remember watching this movie. I remember I was really hyped for it because I had seen a different I think I'd seen Mimic or something, or maybe Blade <laughs> Two first. And knew so I was like onto this guy. And we all watched it together. I remember you lost your mind like immediately. You were like that movie is fucking incredible, and you've held it, it like it, you've you bring it up in conversations. Like you've always held consistently that you love this movie. And I, I was always kind of like I was a little bit like Sarah. I was like I respected the skill, but I was mad on it at first. And um, but I I had a reevaluation that I hope to explore with you guys as we as we go here.
0: I like tell us what happened. So. Scene starts. No, so it's uh, the Spanish Civil War. Car pulls up to an orphanage. They're rebels. They are dropping off. Well, they're going there for supplies, but they have a kid with them, and they leave the kid there. And we start to follow the kid's story. Uh, well, what's
3: What's important about this orphanage, Dave? What's sitting in the middle of it?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I could tell that part. Wait, so, you skip. You actually skip two parts of the opening. It's a generalization of what happened. Yeah. It's a synopsis. No, no, I know. I so, like it because yeah. you're usually but so detailed and then you skipped scene. like two well, huge unfortunately, things. Unfortunately, I watched it like, oh, well, I watched it last week, so I'm not, you know, it's not in it my mind. It, it, I it watched opens it in a like bomber. A month ago. It you op- know? It's but pretty yeah. amazing yeah.
2: opening. It opens in a bomber uh, flying over that drops a bomb into this like facility. I don't think it's originally an orphanage, but it's like a desert fortress kind of thing. The bomb doesn't blow up; it just lands there, and at the same time,
3: it is an orphanage. And I'll
2: tell you why later. Well, yeah, well, it's functioning as an orphanage at that time. Either way, there's a bunch of kids there and a few adults. But also,
0: we open with a montage of different images of a child drowning, of blood, of kind of abstract things going on. Then we get to a stormy night, and planes are flying over, and. I think the bomb – we don't see the bomb drop yet. I think the bomb just comes down, and then they kind of cut to the next scene because later they're going to show the bomb and everything else right. that happens. But it kind and of what starts else is going down. on. Yeah.
3: So, Wait. Interrupting question. Interrupting question. <laughs> uh, uh, uh
0: Do you uh,
3: – Dave, do you think this is a horror movie? No. I didn't find it okay. scary at all. All right. Just like, that, I feel like that's important for me to know. I think I so enjoyed. too.
1: Even though it's a ghost story, I
0: don't think it's a horror movie. How either. do we I define horror? magic? I think it's magic realism. Well, something that would be grotesque or something that would be, I, I think also a little overtly exploitive in the violence, like is sometimes... for scare. No, that
1: doesn't
3: it's have to, to sc- be hard. There's a lot of horror movies that are not grotesque well, or...
1: But played for yeah. scares or, or made, to, made to scare you. And I think this movie, though it has scary parts, it's not... It doesn't scare you. It makes you sad. It's like an incredibly... <laughs> Uh, a <laughs> gut-wrenching well, coming sad, sad exhausted. movie.
0: See, yeah. I think,
1: so... But I mean, it, it's really, it's a really fucking sad movie. But
0: as you go through the movie, so uh, as it starts out, these two rebels have this child. The bomb is sitting there in the, just in the daylight when they're there and the kid thinks they're going to go and visit this orphanage to get supplies or whatever. He yeah. doesn't know, but the rebels explain to the two people who are running the uh, orphanage that his parents died they don't know what they're going to do with him they have to go to a battle so they have to leave one more child that the you know the people who run the orphanage don't know if they can take care of huge, huge details still being missed there's a kid being murdered during
2: all of this there's a kid getting hit in the head and dying and falling into the you water you don't see pool that you don't see that until isn't much that, much later isn't yeah, that right in the beginning that. isn't that now now no, no.
3: abstract uh. It's well, abstract, right. You see the kid don't... like
1: going in the water or something, right? You see that, or yeah, like a yeah. kid floating. You see, in yeah, water. there's the montage. And then you hear lots like... of and play this right here. You hear lots of dolphin squeals. <laughs> <laughs> dolphin squeals, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> in the credits, right? That yeah, that yeah. sound is like dolphin. So the water, voices, right? the water and
2: with reverb. <laughs> Done. But you lots know the of sound reverb. I'm talking about,
1: yeah. yeah? Dolphin squeal.
3: I have reverb. no idea. Dave,
2: Dave yeah. brought up the montage in the beginning, and I think it's worth just saying what because dave dave i think you said it was like the images of kid drowning which you figure out like in retrospect or if you don't know exactly what's happening but it's also showing like fetuses from like science jars too like it's cutting back and forth between those and then there's like there are feet which then comes into play it's it's giving you that's, a lot of information about the story. It's all
0: symbolization, but that also that you know, that's one of my criticisms. Actually, symbols, of the other movie. Guy, Mike,
1: watching it now. One of my criticisms <laughs> is that the opening credits were like um,
0: too revealing.
1: No, they just didn't age well. <laughs> it was like a little like a corn record cover or something. I like the font.
2: So I, like <laughs> I didn't like the
1: font. The the font felt dated. It felt like oh, just all wow. very new metal to me.
2: Well, I, I like new metal. <laughs> I know what I you're saying.
0: It, so. I get it. I yeah. love that that's the reference. But that
1: was that I mean there's a few, I feel like there's a few moments in this movie um that looking back at it now, like when I see it now, aren't um don't don't hold up in the same way. It's just like you don't need that. Let's just not do that now, you know. They, didn't a couple sell, of like, they
2: sold it. They sold it funny. If you watch yeah. the trailer too, that like is on YouTube and it's like, they're definitely selling it to like, we got to get this to Americans who buy DVDs at Walmart well, to buy this well, movie you know, when it's on DVD. Yeah, and they try to sell it as like a horror movie. Or like and, a thriller. Yeah, that's
3: yeah. Yes. Thank you, Mike. That's that to me was the big issue with it. Then was because it was billed to me as a horror movie. Like I went into this expecting, and this was at the height of my horror movie fixation. And I distinctly remember watching this movie and being like,
2: what? <laughs> like, that wasn't scary at all. I think and it right, does deal people... with horror, though. It, yeah. Because yeah. scary yeah, is relative, so but to... the themes of the movie are, like, with, like, all of the things that, you know, feel overwhelming and out of your control when you're a child and then as an adult, too. But, like, the bomb, the the dude who's, like, the raging alcoholic exploding ticking time bomb guy. Don't old, skip over well, that Yeah, there wasn't yeah, you know, no, the
0: detail of... There's two old people who basically, there's an old woman who runs the orphanage. And then there's a doctor there who's, they're both older. And then there's he's a impotent. former orphan, well, we don't two know that. former yeah. orphans who, you know, there's a young woman and a young man. And the young man is just full of rage, but he's like the handyman and he was an orphan there at one time and he hates the place. And he's okay. always trying to figure out ways to get out. So you're there's setting also- up that whole thing. The boy There's also friends, something in the storytelling
3: strategy that that I I have mixed thoughts about. The whole yeah. voiceover when you start a movie with the voiceover, mm-hmm. and and it's right, this but really- I like it
1: because I think it works because you don't know whose voice it is. Usually, like uh, when you have a narrator, it, it like makes it worse mm-hmm. because it's like. Hi, my name is blah blah blah. This is my story. See, that's me <laughs> yes. right there. I'm walking, I'm crossing the street.
2: Example um, A and B is Blade Runner. The yeah. version with the voiceover fucking sucks. It's so annoying. Yeah.
1: But I think like this adds to the mystery because it just sort of like it's the old man's voice, but but you kind of don't like you, catch you're up. You're not to supposed it. to know. I mean, it. I'm gonna say yeah. that yeah. right. No, like, you like, catch play up play to it like, the middle, like, yeah. like it kind of like unfolds to you, which is why I think like ultimately this movie is good because Cause in the beginning, the, the scene where he drops they drop the kid off and it's just like bam bam bam. But he he like crams the weight of the feeling of your father or somebody leaving you yeah. like into like a very quick succession of like cuts and shots where it's like um
2: Which is horror to me. It was the, horror. The I, I think this where, is a horror movie
1: the shot where um, he puts down this, the, his suitcase and sort of just like turns and walks away. It's yeah. just like, it says more than like, you know, a whole
0: script about that. could. it's just like,
1: well, I, I, thought that's, that's what, I, think I think that's well, why.
0: That's, what's brilliant. I think for me about this movie is, you know, it's so many different stories, but in general, the reason that you have the ghosts, not the actual ghost, but, and there is a ghost in this. We didn't get to that. But it's like he's saying we're all ghosts and it's, it's a weird metaphor, I think, for the death of the Spanish you know, Civil War, for the atrocities that were going on. and But also in the end, for me, I, I think it is also about strength. I mean, it is about the kid's strength and it is about the kid. So he gets left there by himself. He then tries to get uh friendly with the other orphans and there's always a bully which immediately when i first watched this movie years ago i was like okay i get this there's going to be it's going to be this small movie about the orphanage you know what i mean but immediately when they introduce the ghost which is what like 20 or 30 minutes in like he's in the yard playing yeah yeah and i was like oh and then i thought it was just going to be about the ghost like i thought it'd be okay it's still small so now he's with the kids. They have a whole thing where they want him to go down to the well and get more water, right? But the well is haunted. And what the kids are doing is they're going to play a prank on him. But while he's down in the well, he sees the ghost for real. And really I thought it was interesting how soon they reveal the ghost. Because, you know, in other things, it's a wait, it's a wait, it's a wait. They hold the monster so that it's more... Um, so it's scarier, well, you know, okay. like aliens. Yeah, it's, it's not like
2: Santi's story, though. That's, that's yeah, but a couple right. things
0: about that. Yeah, and that's but what I, I find yeah. interesting is it's not any one particular story, and I think that that's interesting because it is for me was always about the reflection of the war, and I think that that is why there's so many different stories going on at once that come together I in mean, the end as a tragedy.
1: I don't know if there's I don't know if it's a lot of stories because actually what I like about it is that it's compact.
0: Four like four stories, well, it's a lot well, of no, characters. It's art. Like, no, it's excited. like one four ago.
1: It's well, one look. story, it just follows the the boy basically.
0: But it's arcs. Well, so yeah, I, mean, I, I think...
1: Yeah, well, then, say, 40,
0: I think they're a great genre, really two different. There's four different mm-hmm. or three different genres. You're doing a ghost story, you're doing a coming of age story. You're doing war story. You're Carlos, also doing yeah. a sort of like heist story. Bad guy mixed in it. So you I mean think like you little,
1: mean like types of stories? I, I mean, I see what you're saying. Like like, like these the are, are like
0: motifs
3: in the story, but they're not forced. I think we're getting caught up on semantics. Like, but I want yeah, I want to talk
2: about that, that. Go ahead, Solo.
3: No, I just want to go to great. I think they went to great, great pains to kind of accentuate the fact that the ghost was not supposed to be that scary. just like overtly stereotypically scary. like they really wanted to make this ghost like spooky but approachable, kind of like an angry you know casper but it takes I, <laughs> but it doesn't though. I feel like by the second time he meets the ghost he's having a conversation with him and, and that's obviously and intentional but out. the whole point that he's like, oh, the ghosts aren't the monsters. the people are the monsters. Don't be scared of the ghosts. be scared oh, yeah. of what you know mankind
0: can do. What is it's, it's like the this- pain it's the pain of the ghost that you're that is trying to be expressed there it's about the ghost needing the revenge to rest it is about the you know the injustice of innocent life dying for no reason is why i think they made the ghost sympathetic you know well, though, I think-
1: but i think like at the core of it though it the ghost is the mystery. Like, you're not scared of the ghost. You're trying to figure out why the ghost died. And that's why it's interesting. Agreed. Yeah. It's just like a really simple, simple point to it where it's like, yeah, there's some scares. Uh, You know, he tries to get some jump scares in there, but, but also uh, it's like this real simple thing. It's like he fucking died. I also enjoyed the
0: humorous (laughs) parts. I thought, I like, I thought the whole conversation with the orphans who had a drawing of a woman and they're like, oh, oh yeah, her bush is so big. Like, oh yeah. yeah, this is what it is. And it's just they want to like climb
1: that bartering system, bartering
2: system <laughs> that they something have. Something like that. I and love it, uh, the, yeah. The, the 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 part, Dave, the part you brought up of the when the when the boy who, who kind of bullies our hero um get takes him, make they go to the well together under the where like the murder happened. And that's uh, a great scene. But they Guillermo del Toro does this really oh. clever thing, I think, in that scene where he sets it up like you're like, obviously, this is a trap, right? He's getting set up. But then it seems like for a little bit there that it's actually not a trap and they're just like kids and they just want to get the water and get back. And then and then you have the that long sequence where he he knocks out the knives and gets back out. And he finally escapes. And then the kids upstairs and they all have slingshots oh. and they shoot him. And it's like you know, we it's should talk
1: ag- about that. Great, sequence. It's a
2: great sequence. It's incredible filmmaking.
1: That I, hundred percent. I was gonna bring that up too because I think it says so much about the the main Carlos, the main character. Yeah. Um. He bounces back, man. He keeps bouncing back. Yeah. Like it just says so much about like the two kids, the the two characters. Just like so much comes out. Um. Through that, just like little short thing where they're like running to the uh uh to get the water Mm because you find out about um basically the other kid who kind of teases him, uh, but you kind of see him being clever and like knowing more than he's supposed to know and you kind of like see that I all mean, come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see the uh, the drunk young guy come into the scene
0: and we get to know who he is like immediately. You get that
2: threat of violence from but him. But it's yeah. also
0: like pain upon pain upon pain. So like the yeah. drunk young guy is trying to get these two um, basically villains, you know, like heist guys to So, as we move forward, we find out that the young orphan, uh not the young orphan, sorry, the young man who was an orphan there is trying to get this gold that the old woman who runs the place keeps giving to the rebels to support the cause.
2: I totally right. thought it was in the statue. I was like, I remember right. this now. The gold's in the statue of Mary that that's why it's because one of the kids is like,
0: "This thing's really
2: heavy." Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a gold subplot in this. But something. now That's you have,
0: I, and in my <laughs> opinion too, you you start to have two. I I mean, you can say subplot, but I you know the way it was done for me, I looked at both plots. So you would get away from the ghost and why the kid died, and then you would get into the the young guy's you know heist of trying to find this gold. But his anger and he hates the orphanage. He takes out on the so he's like what like. 20 maybe or something and then the oldest of the orphans is like 13 let's say right maybe 13 14 in there and he takes it out on him and and then so forth and so on so it's like this transfer of of anger to everyone until almost like you get to you know and the old woman who has pain who uh literal pain from her leg Mm -hmm. but you know as we move forward in the story spoil alert She is fucking the young dude who wants to rob her. Yeah, because she has to get her. That's what made
1: this movie like very – While the
2: colonel sits in the other room uh, and listens to it. Not an American movie. Right, because the young guy is super
3: hard. (laughs) But the storytelling was really good because it was a little reversed, Dave. The actual revelations that you're talking about in terms of, like, there's gold involved and the young guy is fucking the old lady. And, like, it was all done a little bit in reverse. Like, they have that really, you know, sexy sex scene with the old lady and the young guy before you know that there's even gold. And he's, like, trying the keys. You're like, why is he trying the keys? And it's like they reveal – these details in such an order that, you know, is, is really crafty, kind of like mystery level yeah. storytelling, where they're revealing only certain need to know things to keep, you know, the progression of these reveals and these facts like really good. And it all came back to me as I was watching it the second time, because the first time, yeah, the order in which these are revealed is, is a crucial part of the storytelling. It really keeps it, you know, That's- interesting
1: so what like that's kind of what i was saying about how in that scene where they go and get the water um the idea like the idea the the perspective you come into the movie is like you're carlos getting left at this orphanage and there's already you come into the middle of a story like that kid is coming into the middle of this whole story and it's already been happening by the time he gets there and then you get caught up basically with him in that scene when you're like okay jaime he's like the 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 kid, he's like just trying to survive. He like gets out of there because he knows that other dude is like super angry because he saw that dude kill the kid. Yeah. You know, so he's afraid of that guy. He wants to get out of there before he gets out of there. And it also and, made him
2: grow up faster. He's not, now he's interested yeah. in, in women for the first and time car, and smoking yeah. and stuff. What's the
0: girl's right. name? I forgot from last week. Ah oh, man, which girl? The love interest. I don't remember M- any of the
2: names in this movie except Santi. But then, mean but the, then um, it's
1: it's the the way. Maria the way the oh, I can't remember the the older kid's name the 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 villain but uh he Jacinto. he's such a great Jacinto? Cal- Jacinto yeah yeah he's such a great character because they don't let you like totally hate him until like just the very last yeah. moment when he's the know. most theatrical performance yeah. Right? Yeah. too, though. like they think, sort of like yeah. give him a, a a context like just such a good context, which is why I like this uh movie a lot because it's like they don't let you watch him go all the way over the edge into just com- like a completely awful person until well, that very he, end yeah scene they do he, likes- he,
3: he blows up the truck about two-thirds of the way through the movie. There's that's like what a you're whole- saying. oh well, yeah, that's like it the point escalates. of no return. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah.
1: like there is a point in in the movie where he could go either way,
4: mm-hmm. um, yeah and, that's and then it you watch right there. him
1: watch him choose the other path, you know yeah. I like that about him because it, it makes him m- like a more interesting sort of villain for the movie. Or
3: wait, does he um, stab his fiance before yeah, that yeah,
0: too? Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. That's like, no, like that's, a, the, that's
2: like before the final sequence of events. Yeah.
0: Like mm-hmm. I also think that goes back to the bigger metaphor of, of this, this this Spanish Civil War of it, it gets pushed to a point where everything needs to be burned to the ground is the feeling that I always got from it. Yeah. That it's all over, and it's almost like destroy everything to start anew with the children at the end. But I, but you know, also I just think it was it was all good character development in general, and they were also twists and turns that maybe you could have predicted that the old woman was, was fucking the young guy, but no. You you know, I, I yeah, would. I don't think you could. I don't think you could they did shocking. it really well. Nah. But that's what I mean. It's it this movie always surprised me. It and it was a it lot well. of movies like, you know, our dad would take us to the Ritz Theater in Philly and we'd see all these indie films yeah, all the time. Yeah. And when we landed on like a really good one, like the usual suspects or something, that really just like took you in a different direction or surprised you constantly I always thought that was like what a good movie was. So when I when we first started watching, a this twist.
2: Movie, you're describing a twist. It's not a twist. I, I don't think it's a twist yeah. though.
1: But it's no, not, yeah, you're it right. It's not a is, twist. It, it a, kind a, of a, is. I think their I just character don't think arcs. It was like,
0: predictable in the sense right. of like. It feels I, like I a living story. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind predictable movies. I can enjoy them if they're done well and they know what they are. But it's just the. This one always got me in different places. Where also just this development of then who the doctor is, the old man. The Is he a colonel? Was he a colonel too? No. I know.
2: I just made that up. I He's also call, I like calling the two thugs the college hunks.
0: And how the doctor, and how we find <laughs> out that. <the laughs> I husband- remember his name because yeah. they say his name like a thousand so, times. A so
2: Cesaris. They're like,
1: Casares. Um, right, so
2: I'm going to play <laughs> some, some sweet. Um, uh promotion. ghost music some Spanish guitars and shit um, and then remember we'll come back. me oh yeah Mike's, Mike's deep in the kids shit yeah. we'll do some maybe I'll drop some cocoa
1: what color is the sky ami amor.
2: <laughs> I like the song at the end of that movie when he said um, proud, proud corazón or something proud heart it means whatever that is in Spanish oh god it kills, me. kills I, me I cry yeah. like I'm, it's so good I, just, I like break down in an ugly way yeah <laughs> I movie singing to his dying love interest, that whole no, part of singing, the movie. He's uh. singing. Well, no, he's singing to his family at uh, the end. He yeah. sings know, the like, song to his all, grandma from like beyond the Graham, grave. Yeah. Oh, are you talking? You heard me? Sorry. I thought you were Coco, still talking Coco. about Coco. We're, we're talking about the actual movie. We're doing we're coming back. You said spooky
1: Spanish guitar on that. I was like, yeah. I was like, like Coco.
2: Mike, um, maybe, sorry. Mike? Do you still have Albano dos anywhere? I can throw that on
1: there. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, I don't know. Is that It's a podcast. Right. That was talking, spooky. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> spooky. Talking about Guillermo del Toro's first foray into the Spanish Civil War metaphor. Yeah. kind World. of his only. Wasn't it his only? Not if you... I mean, uh, the uh, the other Pans one... was Pans
0: World War II. No, Pans Pans was World War. War. it was Spanish Civil War. It was World War II.
2: Was it? Oh. Yeah. yeah shit, on, certain. shit on me. Oh, and call which me is Susie. why
0: I always thought, like, you know that was like I'm gonna go back and kind of do a movie that's like The Devil's Backbone, but now I have money. You know, same like yeah. I still thought the same yeah. thing, like Reservoir Dogs to Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. Robert Rodriguez was kind of the only one who did somewhat of like basically the same movie just with money, yeah. even though there's story. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah uh, Evil Dead and Evil and Dead
2: maybe too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Evil, yeah, Dead, yeah. Evil Dead, two, and then yeah. and then made a Harry House and tribute video with Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, you got any? um You got any alternative titles for us? And how many of them I involve do. the word
0: bone? No, I actually <laughs> all go... of them. <laughs> the devil's in there a lot, so you have devil's... to do it in Espanol, I think. In Espanol that's just a
2: lisp that's not a spanish accent that's yeah. just a lisp. i'm, I'm having
0: puppets with you know you're just
2: imitating new york dancers <laughs> that can't be every everybody's if accent. i was reading
0: like new york my friends in new york it would be more like hey girl <laughs> the devil's backbone so uh alternative titles boom 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 all right uh the devil went down on georgia um the devil's dildo uh <laughs> Devil today, uh, gone tomorrow. Okay. Oh, uh, I like that
2: one a
0: lot. The devil fiddled with my sticks. Um, the mm-hmm. devil deep, deep, deep in Mrs. Jones. Um, <laughs> the devil's bad bone. Don't know where that. There we go. Orphan fight. Mal. Hello, uh, name of my hardcore band. Orphan. <laughs> orphan fight. I like oh, sorry, it. Wait, yeah. Or even better, orphan knife fight. <laughs> orphan knife fight is a good one too. Yeah. Pussy mouth, name of my metal yep. band. <laughs> um, running yep. with the devil. Ah, oh, out at know. the devil. Uh, hard cock, one leg. Uh, wait, I can do this one in Spanish. <laughs> hey, <Whoa>. Spanish accent. He <laughs> didn't like that one. I you know, bomba. Everybody's a Bomba. I'm Talking about the bomb. Bomba. The bomb. Yeah. Bomba. Right. Did you guys all watch it with
2: subtitles? Did everybody watch it with subtitles? Yes. Yeah. Subtitles.
0: I don't think anyone is fluent in Spanish. That would be interesting, though. Oh, no, you, cool. you can watch it. Do they have dubbed a dubbed version? If you're, if you're is a it are dubbed? Heathen. Oh. Uh, well, all right. So, like Bomba. Uh, uh, I need to change my jammies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ghosts can apparently can't get through doors. Um, the saddest orphan, name of my emo band. Uh, the devil made me do it with my dick. Bow, bow, bow. Done. There you I go. didn't have many for this one because I actually just enjoyed the movie. It's, it's, it was like, like kind of like Mike said. I mean, it's a sad, serious movie in its own way with moments of humor that I really enjoyed. Like, there's the scene with the doctor and the fetuses where he's selling drinks the- yeah. it rinse yeah. it. He's selling (laughs) rum, he's he's (laughs) giving fetuses to the town to pay for the orphanage. And it's
3: also, he says it cures impotence and then he and he drinks it. And then, but with the reveal, the detail reveal, you don't know later. It's later that you find out that the only reason that whatever his name, Jacinto is having sex with his woman is because of this guy. And then it's like, oh, that's why he drank the. But they also were
0: never officially like together, the old woman and the doctor, the old woman's husband died in the war. And she was pissed about that. But the the doctor was always in love with her. And having your Coco moment when she's dying, he, he says, I just learned a new poem. And they have that whole really beautiful scene where he tells her a poem as she's dying. Yeah. And, you know, so I mean, and I also think that this movie, even more than some of other, you know, Guillermo del Toro's was a little like. What's the the Spanish soap operas like a nuevo in a way telenovela mm-hmm. telenovela yeah. yeah, thank yeah. you and it was like a little more it, it was definitely a bit more dramatic in an over overtly way but I, I bought into it I liked it but you know what I mean like that was Dave, the biggest I'm glad you point. said that
3: because I was going to make that point later but the, I don't know why I've seen so many telenovelas I think I, I, I <laughs> but this it, it, for hot. me was that it just felt like it was you know basically a Spanish soap opera on steroids for two hours and like but really well uh, yeah. executed like really well executed a, the script really
2: is really good the scripts are yeah. really fucking good it's yeah. it's it's a much above soap opera level script even if the style, of the acting and the yeah, some of the
3: camera and some of
2: the acting yeah. style. I mean, also, the, it's
0: yeah. an opera in a way. If I was to compare it to something, yeah, it's got to be big. It's supposed to be big. Yeah, it's well, operatic. It was also, Stop. because those opera stories, really good ones that are dramatic like that, have those sorts of turns to oh, storylines in the stabs end. Stabs
3: his fiance. you're you're just like oh that's full-on tragedy opera
2: like shakespeare to use like dave's dave's vocabulary for what is a plot line or whatever when when all the stories kind of converge into it at the end it feels so natural it doesn't feel like especially in the 90s when it was a lot of like the whole plot was like sculpted for everything to land at the end at the right time. And it was like, they were like bend over backwards to make things happen that would get you there. I mean, it still happens in movies all the time. I don't think like this movie ever stoops to that level. Everything feels like it naturally is coming to this uh, conclusion of this violence it's been building and it feels really natural. Like in all the different like character a, arcs that kind of peak at the same time, it's would, great. Would
1: you say it is, it was like a ticking bomb. It was like a ticking bomb. <laughs> it but was a bomb. bomb. The, 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 the end I of mean, it.
2: Is, the, the real bomb is man.
1: Some of the yeah, metaphors man. in this are super heavy handed, yeah. but I think it works because it's, it's magic realism, yes. and it's exactly. in the it's it like has the backdrop of the Spanish Civil War. Everything's just like so heavy It's, heightened. it's so heightened. like it's like there's a scene. There's a scene where he's like literally peeling an egg and they're like talking about peeling eggs. It's like, oh, to reveal like what is inside when you peel back the layers. <laughs> kind of yeah. It's just like so heavy-handed. But, but I was like, like an
0: onion. Ooh. So we talked so about like that.
2: Santi, the ghost's appearance, and how like how long it takes Carlos to kind of adjust to him. But like I think there's some genuine, like I feel like this uh this heightenedness that we're all appreciating is the only real way a movie can actually make you feel like you would there. Because you're watching a movie, you're seeing this ghost, it's computer-generated graphic in front of you. You're not scared of that because, you know, whatever, you're an adult and you realize what it is, right? But the second you put yourself in that, if you're that kid and you've just been through everything he's been through and seen what he's been through, and he sees that dude, Santi with like floating blood globulates in half his face and he's just staring at you. You're going to be fucking scared out of your goddamn mind. Like, I don't care who you are. You're going to be so scared. And I feel like the only way to proximitate or whatever, to make that. Approximate. Approximate. (laughs) Approximate. Prostate. (laughs) A prostate that is, is to... Is to to do the language of like magic realism, like the just heighten everything, make the symbolism huge, make everything huge yeah, so that you can feel like it kind of makes you feel a little bit more like you're there. It brings
0: up a good point too of a lot of the movies that we've watched and that where I always say it's like it decided what tone, what kind of movie it wanted to be and it went for it. Good or bad, you know what I mean. Those are things that I can. Not the one
2: in the trailer. Oh, oh, (laughs) it was
0: was (laughs) absolutely
3: consistent with what it wanted to be. Like yeah, and also the trailer stuff.
0: You know, I think too uh, when so for the audience, like I did some zombie movement stuff for Jim Jarmusch's movie The Dead Don't Die, and I remember seeing the trailer and I said, "Ooh, I don't know if that's great" because they were kind of selling it as Zombieland, and the movie was definitely not zombie land it's its own sort of zombie movie critique and i think what you're saying about the trailer for the devil's backbone is kind of relatable that and they do that a lot you know what i mean and and like you said who are you selling to do you want all these new metal limp biscuit corn kids being like yo this is super gross bro i'm gonna (laughs) wrap check out that bot Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: Yeah, it's very misguided. This This shit's like
0: the crow, son. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah, while I'm
2: sure there are plenty, plenty of those kind of kids that would (laughs) like this movie, that's not that's not the major (laughs) selling audience. I agree. How do uh, how do we do this? When we do this one, did did Mike go first or last with Dick when it was his movie? Uh, Uh, He went last. What? You guys just all said three different answers.
0: He takes Dick first. Go. Did you go first or last when we did? Okay, he gets the final word. Uh, I'm pretty
2: sure I went last. Okay. All right. Well then Dave, you pick who you want to start since it's your movie.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go for what I think will be the negative one. Solo does it suck now? (laughs) Was it was it all my salt? That, uh, uh, <laughs> all your
1: kosher salt.
0: <laughs> You're like, I know
1: salt. No, kosher is only no, one kind of salt.
3: No, I'll just come right out. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't suck <laughs> now. It absolutely does not suck now. Um, it just, and I remember thinking the same thing. At least for me, it was very consistent from the first time that I saw it. Because it, it had actually been decades. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I think the last time I saw it was probably when, you know, we were still watching it on the original viewings. But I just remember thinking then and now that it's, like, a really well-executed movie that made me wonder, like, who this up-and-coming filmmaker was. And I was like, man, this is tight. Like, it's just, you know, they came out to tell a story. The way that they did it was, you know, slightly innovative that, you know, like, subtly innovative, I thought. And there was a lot of credit to Guillermo for that. And... It but it never, you know, it never like impacted me, I think, the way that it impacted you. And that's, you know, very subjective. And I get that. But maybe time in life, I was coming from a place where I was promised a horror movie. And this is not a horror movie. It's the horrors of, you know, the, the mankind and the brutality <laughs> that man can wreak <laughs> on another. And it tells a lot of, you know, story about the social ill that becomes from war and all of this. It's a huge commentary and all that. It didn't scare me, so it held my artistic. You know, like I was like, yes, artistically, this is quite quite an excellent movie. But this I was looking didn't for something more visceral. Like American no, Tail no impacted
0: you. What was that? This didn't impact you like American Tale impacted you.
3: No, no, and again <laughs> for personal reasons. Like yeah. the, uh, what was it? The Dragon of Krakow made me like wet my bed for a week straight. There's no way
2: that anything. You're right, This and movie this is, movie is close not now. very visceral, even though the violence does yeah, have yeah. impact, but it's not like thrilling. It's more oh, like, there's oh, no, there's no jump I never scares. thought the
0: movie was scary, and I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I liked it. And I think it was combining that sort of Dolly-esque – well, maybe it's Salvador Dolly. I don't know, but what is it? You get to go left. I got to, I got to toss
3: the ball to somebody here. I got to toss the ball.
0: Yeah, you right? got to hold it, Dave. You got to hold, hold it. it. You got to hold it. All right. Just
3: to summarize, doesn't suck – but yeah, you know, it was good. It was good. It was good. I just liked it. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Um J Bone. You can edit that. <laughs> J-Bone. Me. Did this Fucking movie guy <laughs> did this movie suck now?
2: No. was backbone <laughs> does not suck now. In fact, uh like I also like solo had not seen it in like since we were watching it in South Philly altogether. Um and had always it had always been like a did I, did I miss something in that movie or did I? Or is it just not as good as I wanted it to be? And uh, I think a little bit of both in a weird way. The things that I appreciate, though, really grew uh, this time around. I really liked it. I just thought it was everything landed for me, even like things that I, I love a movie where the flaws don't really matter. And I feel like this is a movie where the flaws don't really matter. Um, and usually I, that gives a movie life in a weird way. And I saw a lot of Dave in it which warmed my heart. I, I was like, I see a lot of Dave in this movie. I see a lot of what Dave, like the balances that you like to do use Dave when you're creative are the same ones that Guillermo was kind of balancing in this movie, like with the tone and the theatricality versus the realism. Um, and, and that was cool. I, 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 it's cool to see that. And I really liked it. I just thought it was really good and effective and heartbreaking and all the right ways. And it was shocking in its own weird ways. And, uh, the closet scene scared the shit out of me. I don't like scenes where people get locked in closets. Uh, the, just like The Sixth Sense, that scene scared the shit out of me too. But they, they alleviate
3: the it with, like a, with like,
2: a, like a comedic moment right afterwards. I, I know, but he's that. still inside the closet <laughs> and I don't like it. It freaks me okay. out, man. It's it's my party and it freaks me out. <laughs> um, okay, so Mike, so it does not suck now. Also, my vote is The Devil's Backbone does not suck now. Mike, do you think The Devil's – wait, do, No. Mike, does does the devil's backbone suck now? <laughs> now, the,
1: uh, it does not suck now. I mean, I'll just give it out right away. Uh, I think this is a <laughs> it's that point
2: of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um,
1: put it on the uh, table. I, man. I knew that this was a movie I had seen a lot uh, back back when we all lived together in in South Philly. Um, so it was fun to watch it again. I, I think there was some things like I was saying that dated it for me or there was like i c- could see some of the mistakes now where i think when i first saw it i just like loved it so much because i really hadn't seen much that was like that at the time so <clears throat> it was like a really new st- sort of like style of film to me maybe at the time too
0: oh uh, no i agree absolutely and there's certain movies like that felt like, really new was another one you know even like you know, something like the Boondock Saints, for what it's worth, you know, all had these. You know, yeah, that's like similar time. Yeah, yeah. were you guys? But, were we watched it on DVD or VHS, by the way. We might have still been oh. VHS.
2: Now we had a PlayStation in the house. So we didn't know, it, was, it, was not, it was
0: absolutely
3: not
1: DVD. We had a like, PS2 uh, in the house. Maybe who knows? <laughs> we'll never. We the P, the never PS2 know. was a
2: DVD player. We might, have, but I think we were still but, in the um, both levels world.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, what I what I think didn't hold up was some of the scenes with the ghost. Like they would like early on when you'd see the ghost looking at them, I yeah, thought some like of those in the scenes, doorway. Yeah. They were little like goofy moments where I, every time that would happen, I would go like, ha, cha, cha, <laughs> cha. Like, like you he expected would, like, him to like come out of like the top yeah. left
2: of the frame and be like, like I'm
1: looking <laughs> at you.
4: <laughs>
3: That's
2: <what> I mean. He was <laughs> like, he was like a mild Casper. He was like a sad yeah. Casper. He's like, mm, oh, I'm sad. I was killed. All right, throwing some. No, no, wait, wait.
3: I just want to.
1: I didn't get to talk about this one scene, which okay. is actually one of my favorite scenes in a movie. Is when uh, the woman is dying, and Doctor uh, Casadas is uh, reciting <laughs> the. Um, well, what's his name? It's a uh, a poem by. Uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson. Ooh, um nice. and this Deep is what cut. I was saying there's like so many metaphors in this it's just yeah. like some of them actually get lost uh uh in, in the film but this is actually like a poem that uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote for uh, I think it was the fiance of his sister who died when he was very young and it took him about 15 years to write this poem to like hmm. put the feelings of this of his grief into words.
4: Mm. That's,
1: that's uh, awesome. So it may it, it's like him, uh, you know, Casadas expressing his love was just something that you could tell was like a very old love that he had thought about a lot. So this he poem, did love her. Like,
2: he really did seem to love yeah, her, yeah,
1: in like a really <laughs> deep way. I think, and yeah, that's what we see as as she like. He listens to her like hate fuck the kid. Yeah, that kid, Jacinta. But um,
2: but he he blames but, it on himself, and he keeps yeah. he keeps trying to fix it by drinking baby juice. Exactly. It's, but, it's technically um, discovered
3: marinated by dead fetus. So yes. But I'm
1: gonna throw
2: it to Dave. <laughs> I'll, the liagra,
3: I'll liagra, land the fetus. I'll land
1: the plane real quick. But uh I agree 100 percent with no. uh sp- or with J Bone's assessment uh. Where it's like some of the things didn't hold up so good, but it's just such a great movie in the way uh, everything sort of like winds through it and then just resolves in this big gut punch at the end. Like they're mm-hmm. double orphaned. It's like, you're orphaned. You're orphaned <laughs> again.
0: Uh, uh, we're
1: all orphans. What?
0: Uh, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> and we're all ghosts.
1: Um, but yeah, we're but all over oh, uh, a moment now trapped in the number.
3: Yeah. They're yeah. Or watched
1: over by oh, the protective ghost uh, of the narrator. This movie does not suck. Dave, uh, Parati does <laughs> the me. devil's the
0: devil's backbone suck? Ahora? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, there's I you know I, the reason I picked this and I hadn't seen this movie as well in a very long time, and I think for me and actually thank you, Jay Bone, for that was a really nice uh, I don't know compliment in in saying that you could see me in the movie and knowing each other that well, and I guess it does play to what I like. And I think it just, uh, you know, I, I thought there were so many metaphors and I really remember that last scene where, so if you don't know, there's a part where all the orphans are locked in a room. The Everything's gone to shit. The orphans are trying to escape the room. Love
2: that scene. To so try clear. to yeah.
0: fight, which also I love in movies. Like, I love those sorts of, like, the underdog coming out and, and having yeah. courage. Just something I've always enjoyed. But, you know, and the doctor comes and unlocks the door and leaves. And only Jaime and the main character know that the doctor's already dead. And so the younger kid says the doctor came and opened the door and they look at each other. And after that, you know, as the kids finally escape and the doctor's dead sitting there, we hear that whole monologue of, of that. We're just, you know, a moment trapped in Amber, you know, uh, the fossilized sort of insect thing. And I don't know, I think all of that just really brought it. Maybe I just like a very satisfying conclusion with some art in it and some sort of metaphor to it and that it wasn't always just straightforward with where it was going that's what i think what i always loved about this movie that you get on the ride he explains the characters in such a way that you only like them fairly immediately and he's showing it to you as well like yes there's some exposition with the conversations but like i said there's a lot of imagery where we already know where these kids are coming from I think the humor was great in such a heavy, you know, sort of subject matter. Um, what was the other thing? There were some more. Th- oh, I love the I, bomb I drop. I bet
2: you could watch this movie in Spanish and still get, if you don't know any Spanish, you could still get the vibe of the movie correct for most of it. Well, I, always thought thought the scene, it.
0: Yeah, I always thought the scene where they're describing how Santi died, and that's the night that the bomb dropped, and yeah. then the rain coming down and the bomb dropping into the mud And just kind of sitting there and we talk about just
2: watching the poor kid, just watching.
0: And this sort of like scene where, you you know, in general, like once again, it brings up another metaphor I never really thought about the bomb in the middle of the courtyard. Obviously, it's this thing waiting to explode, you know, and and, you know, i I know it's obvious, but I just I didn't. I was into the ghost story when I first saw this movie. I know, I know. But you have taught me, (laughs) you guys have all taught me so much over these past two two years of this podcast. But I, I still really enjoyed this movie. The only thing that I, a criticism that I didn't notice until I watched it this time is I don't think they had a lot of money in making this movie and that they had to cut a lot of story or extra, like, and I say this a lot with a lot of the movies that we watch, I could have spent extra time in a couple of like small amounts with the, the orphans when they're all up late at night, you know, I could have spent a little more time with each character cause I did like them, you know? And, but beyond that, I, that's the only thing I really noticed that there was a feeling that we once again, and I noticed it a lot more now when we watch movies where we kind of hit that third act, and we're like, okay, we got to hit 90 minutes. Got to wrap <laughs> it up. Right. No, I, I actually thought –
3: I just—I thought this was the perfect length. Like just, oh, yeah, you know, I, I like just it. Just put a yeah. bow on it.
0: I, don't I wouldn't
2: want to, to be... mess with the pacing of the, thir- the third act at all. Like, I think the pacing. So no, good. I think
0: the pacing, I think you could have added a little bit more. And I'm sure in there the is on the cutting room floor. Uh, yeah. Of yeah. like the kids' relationships to each other. Yeah. Or even the heist guys I liked, too. The whole, all the yes. scenes after they break Kyle in, they're Chunks. Oh, That was good. Yeah,
1: but that's kind of what I was saying. Like, he was able to just, like, tell you everything you need to know about a character, like, so quickly. I agree. Yeah. Which is why I like this. Like those guys, the heist guys, I think you get uh you get a sense of their character really quickly. And then they like everything give a little about more. them is
3: terrible. Well, their name is like terrible. slovenly, what? and they stare, and they're like they just have but mean looks on their so faces. They're not so terrible
1: as Jacinto is. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. even they have like a line they're not going to cross. It's like they're like we don't want to fucking kill kids. They're we like just machismo
2: assholes. assholes, but they're like yeah, they didn't. They're like we didn't know he was going to stab her. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. they're like you yeah, are really. but
2: then they also didn't really care that much either. They just yeah. Yeah. on.
0: Yeah, well yeah, and they're, they're I think assholes. one of the other things they're just too, like well I guess know.
1: that guy's crazy.
0: Yeah. back to Guillermo del Toro's like filmmaking style and honestly I should have done a little more research of like who his director of photography was and editor and stuff because whatever team obviously they put obviously. they put together was very good and I think obviously complemented all of it obviously. So it's his least but,
2: showy movie in terms of camera and I don't know if that's budget or if that's just him but being that's why like, I like reserved. It. I think this
1: is so much better than a lot of his movies when when he does get huge budgets because it's like – it's just like a small story told very compactly, shot really well, and he's like forced – he's almost like forced to tell you more through each scene because like they don't have the money to. He can't put all the special effects in, so he has to rely on like really good performances from – and like incredible actors, I was like, just that's told what the makes one he this movie made. so good.
2: I, I was just told was that this... Nightmare yeah. Alley is incredible and should be seen. I uh, liked Buddy, Nightmare Buddy Alley. I was didn't ranting, understand. was raving about it.
3: Yeah, uh, I read not... some fun fact that I, I, I read some fun fact that this was one of his only movies that didn't have Ron Perman, uh, Ron oh. Perlman, or one other actor. If, if, if you haven't, if have...
2: you're listening and you haven't oh. seen Mimic is solid. Uh, the um, what's the fantasy one with the. World War II. I just forgot. Pan's, name. Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth is he won, incredible. He won an Oscar for of incredible. Adam, incredible. Didn't he? Yeah, That was his big Yeah Blade Two is incredible. Yeah. I didn't see Shape of Water. I just haven't gotten around to won it. An Oscar I'm going to watch Nightmare World. Alley.
0: Hellboy Two.
2: I still think is. Oh, yeah. He made two great. Hellboy movies, yeah. which a lot of people really love. I really liked oh, Hellboy One, so
1: too.
3: For, the, the, the cinematographer
1: too, is his longtime cinematographer, Guillermo Navarro, who has shot a lot of his movies. He shot Pan's Labyrinth, he shot Kronos, his first movie. Yeah. Um, he shot Pacific Guillermo. Rim, Josh, yeah. or uh, He shot Pacific Rim, J Bone.
2: <laughs> the um, the, that's what's funny. Guillermo can definitely do visceral. He can he he can handle that realm. But I like I like when he goes. Um, he 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 balances that. All right, so. But I also so that, think
0: in closing, final before, word, Dave. Wait, yeah, wait. Dave. But in closing, I think there's one thing that was always very noticeable, and I saw Nightmare Alley. Um, I think, you know, when you see a filmmaker's love of film and he definitely loves the classics. And I think just I mean, one off the top of my head, the scene where uh, the kid is running up and he's trying to get out the door and the ghost is following him. And you see the shadow coming up. And I mean, I don't know if that's in like Nosferatu or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like there's these. Very well known, sort of, I'd say, twenties and thirties, sort of silent film, or Mm -hmm. you know, and it's gone on and on, depending on what you talk about. That you really see him make use of so many times, and 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 in the right way. And I thought that was really noticeable throughout the film for me, where I was just kind of like, oh yeah, right, exactly. It's and maybe you're right, Mike. Like it kind of was one of those films where he had to. Condense And and just in the, you know, some of the experiences I've had in trying to, you know, make indie films and stuff. Well, like how John John Carpenter makes, John Carpenter almost makes better films under like budget constraints and time Mm -hmm. constraints. But much like anything else creative that any of us have ever done, when you have a problem and you don't have an actor or you you can't afford to do this scene or you can't. A lot of times you come up with the most creative way to do it and to tell the story through a simplistic way of using the camera in a different way or whatever it might be. And I always find that a lot of the best stuff comes out of that instead of just having everything you want, you know?
1: I mean, I agree. Like that's why a lot of indie directors make better films before they get the big budgets.
2: Like, it, yes. I
1: think it's how much rare. That's like not like, Guillermo um,
2: can rock a big yeah. budget. He he's he's not out of his element in a big. You budget. Um, Specific lean job. We get it. He uses the same basic formula. It just does it better. Right. I, that's the thing. Is
1: like I think he's made some really good movies like, and great movies on, on a big budget. But I think like what what really is the test of a good director is like give them almost nothing and then see what they make. Yeah. You oh, know that's and sure. that's like a testament to like why he's a good director uh visually you know telling a story it's like this is the film that shows you that he he is he has like what it is I takes. feel we got we have a
2: little robbed that Guillermo and Peter Jackson never actually collaborated like there was so much dancing around Ooh. the two of them for years doing a movie together and uh Yeah and uh, he's I'd like a weirdo kind it.
1: of yeah. magic realist director too
2: right I think they're contemporary and yeah. the opera
3: and the yeah. well, know, like Dead Alive, like,
1: his like big, the his like sort of movie that put him on the map is like Jackson's. fucking bonkers. Yeah, it's not Jackson. It's got it's a lawnmower
2: like scene bonkers. with zombies. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's so um, crazy. We'll do a Peter Jackson movie. Okay. So, um, that was a, a full does not suck vote for Dave's entry into the. Now oh, yeah, summer, yeah, the late yeah, summer or yeah. fall, deep into fall, um thing. Yes. So solo you already announced your movie, but say it again, because I for one am really Wait, excited to watch. Did I announce again. it?
3: I don't think you ever now, did. You did. Now you I'm did. having I might have I may have announced, I announced it internally, and but in the now NHL. I'm going no, to go. back no, no, and you, forth.
2: you said it out loud and it's a it's a movie that I know you and I both yeah. love. I no, watched a no, fucking Zoom lot. In high I school.
1: Solo, so, no, you said it. Have it, have it was on fine. the last one. It was, <laughs> it,
2: was <about laughs> a, it was about a it was about a Mexican who walks into a bar and he's biggest shit. The biggest fucking Mexican you yeah ever seen. I love
3: that. I I I know we I and this is another one I haven't seen in multiple so what is it? decades. Name it. It is Desperado. It is yeah. 1995's Robert Rodriguez. Just action banger.
2: <laughs> Which that is, is very visceral. It's nothing but visceral for like the, the man entire that, the fucking movie. The movie
3: that made movie. me love uh, Salma Hayek mm. <laughs> <laughs> equally as much as
2: uh, the biggest
3: fucking Mexican you've ever seen.
2: <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for this movie. I can't wait to watch it. And I feel like it's since this pod talked about Guillermo... We talked about um, Sam Raimi. We talked about Peter okay. Jackson. This is a fun thing. And then I have to pick to mine. Gonna...
1: J Bone. Do you want to announce your movie? I King am going to announce mine yet?
2: because I have to yeah. because I keep I keep flying around. But I I just wanted to choose like um just another of one of my favorite movies ever made, and I choose uh, Princess Mononoke, the uh, oh, Studio the, Ghibli masterpiece that is one of my favorite movies ever made. I I was Pacific Rim was going to be it. But I didn't want to do double Guillermo, and I'll just wait. It's fine. It'll 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 work its way around. Double yeah. Guillermo,
3: double Guillermo, <laughs> double Guillermo. Like can, his cinematographer. Yeah.
2: Can Guillermo. I just yeah, that's can true. I just true. say um, uh, while we're
1: before we get out of here that everybody should get the Criterion channel streaming this month because um, it's all Halloween '80s Halloween movies. Oh, oh nice. Or like should, oh, '80s horror that. movies. Oh, oh Mike Fox wait, is quick, awesome. Mike, do you want to I tease some, some of the work you've been
2: doing? You want to tease some of the work you've been doing about the oh, so pod?
1: Yeah, maybe this will be out by the time we announce.
2: Maybe, but we we'll give a little teaser. Give a little teaser.
1: I'm about to have a child, so things are not over. that part.
2: <laughs> <So it's> Nobody <laughs> cares about your fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm Just Nobody
1: cares about your fucking kids.
2: Wait, did you think when uh, I said all the work you've been doing for the pod, you thought I meant impregnating so your wife? Is that really what you? How you? Yeah, that's all that matters. interpret.
1: He puts Yo, on family. a headband. He gets sorry. ready. I'm I wasn't fair. Like, I'm like Vin Diesel. I'm all about family.
0: Yeah. You listen to <laughs> that. Like that Dominic Toretto to of this. Get. You listen to like you're the best. Dominic Mike is having it's all montage. Movie. Mike just makes um, montage
3: yeah. edits. Uh, I will.
1: We do. Dude. We do have some big news, which is we are uh, the Up in Your Air Podcast Network is joining, uh, going to be engulfed by the simple equations podcast network which is my um, good friend Jason Wozley uh you might know him as one of the hosts yeah. of Ghost Adventures uh and another friend Mike Roop who also works at Simple Equations we've all gotten together as well as Jay Bone us the founders yeah I've, sure uh, yeah the founders of the up nearer podcast network so all of our shows will be on the simple equations podcast network uh including Does It Suck Now?
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: So you'll still be able to find us here on SoundCloud and in – I'm, like, pointing to nothing. Uh, On SoundCloud. (laughs) gesticulating. And and wherever – whatever platform let you listen to this uh, amazing, intellectual, uh, just all-around great show (laughs) –
0: Tête uh, <laughs> tête, I don't know. So, so uh, next keep time. your ears
1: open, and we will yeah. have some new podcasts too, which is really exciting. I've been working on a podcast with the Carmine Street Guitars luthiers, Rick and Cindy, and we have a bunch of awesome musicians as guests, and they talk about uh, making guitars and music. Oh, uh, that'd be sweet. And, um, and that'll be the new podcast, and then there, there'll be more podcasts to come as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll, you'll know all about it. I'll tell you. I promise. So,
2: Desperado next. We'll do it soon. Hope maybe before the baby. We can try and expediate this, and then I'll uh, watch it every night. And then we'll do Princess Mononoke, and um, and then we'll 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 see where we land after that. So, and uh, one note uh,
0: to add before we close off, uh, I'm gonna be shooting another indie short. It's a comedy, and it is about the three of you living in Philadelphia. Blown completely out of proportion and made insanely funny. Historically so, accurate. Yeah, we need to talk about <laughs> anyway, You'll enjoy. It, it's so. always it's always cloudy <laughs> in Philadelphia. it's good <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. Maybe it's always angry in Philadelphia. <laughs> Cloudy with a chance of screwballs. I don't know. There's definitely a big bit about a brisket. So. Mike, did you hit yourself into balls again?
3: <laughs> yeah. This is El Dos, could come yeah, in you know, here. No, that's yeah. in
0: there. El Dos is in there, and <laughs> so brisket the brisket is in there. Everyone. You don't even have to no, we didn't go that far yet. Uh, right. But definitely. I am proud to, to have, have made to two think. of
2: the lowest budget films of all time. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Can we you can we? Post t- them on
1: YouTube, but I don't. Really, does I don't does know. the audience know about the two films, uh, those two films that you made while you were in college, J Bone, which was Albano Do's <laughs> uh, the sequel to Das Boot, <laughs> which made no sense. <laughs> that was that was me. That
2: was me experimenting with a one location film, which is yeah. was our shower,
1: which was shot in our shower. <laughs> And us just shouting "alarm, alarm!" and throwing buckets of water. Yeah, and then and then your and then your uh, masterpiece—the basement
2: (laughs) that basement that
1: ate everyone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which please, is the plot, the, the
1: plot is the name of the movie
0: <laughs> i actually really love that movie i still watch it. Please, please upload them to youtube if anyone has a copy please i need to watch it again are they on youtube really
2: no i don't think so but I'll, I'll see In what searching i can do right now yeah it's not the basement Damn but it. i'll see what i can do the basement that ate everybody is quite a uh impressionistic <laughs> masterpiece of a horror film i <laughs>
3: The, the yes. security guard that came up to us when we were parked outside the mint getting ready to make the fifth run under the bridge for that one shot. He's like, What are you guys doing here? We're like, we're making a movie and the
1: we're eye is so
2: pronounced. <laughs> Let me <laughs> like, just look okay. for the permit,
1: right? <laughs> it does. Mike improvised one of
2: my favorite lines of all time was when I had the scene where like the character of Sean disappeared into the basement because he got eaten. And Mike comes back downstairs. He's like, Sean, Sean, and I guess he went to the health food store. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In your ear.
4: Podcast Network.